Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. In-state recruiting is going to be key for Jeff Brom and the Louisville Cardinals in the 2025 recruiting class, and the Cardinals' revamped efforts are already paying off. We'll explain how on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can join today and get $200 in bonus bits. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. As always, I want to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Lockdown Global Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week, your team, every day. As mentioned, in-state recruiting is going to be a key focal point in the 2025 recruiting class. The Cardinals have started to revamp their in-state recruiting efforts, and those efforts are already starting to pay off. Louisville got a commitment from 2025 offensive lineman Grady Anthony over the weekend. We'll talk about um, what the staff likes the most about the North Oldham star, um, what type of a player he could project as in the college ranks, and more. We'll also talk about some of the other in-state names that you need to get familiar with as we get closer to spring ball heading in to uh, camp season later on in the spring. So um, Grady Anthony, the most recent commit for the Cardinals, became the second pledge of the cycle for Jeff Brom's program, joining 2025 um, three-star quarterback Mason Mims, highly rated um, signal caller from the state of Alabama, and the Cardinals go to the home state, Kentucky, to get their second commitment of the class. Grady Anthony plays for the North Oldham Mustangs, currently is not rated according to 24-7 Sports, to 24-7 Sports Composite, etc. Currently listed, he only has two um, offers at this point, um, at least on the website, Louisville and Eastern Kentucky. So if there was ever a case of you know working to get a diamond in the rough type prospect, this is a situation in which you hope that uh, level of thinking succeeds. Obviously, it's no secret as to what's going on here. Brahm and company are trusting their scouting, and they are saying, hey, look, let's get the commitment now so we can continue to build that relationship because we believe that his stock is going to rise Heading into the spring, a couple people that I talked to believe that that will be the case. They believe that his stock will rise, that he will be involved in the rankings in the next couple of months. Um, all of the major recruiting ranking services will be updating their player rankings over the end of winter, the beginning of spring. So at this point in time, I wouldn't really get too caught up in player rankings, but I like this addition personally, because his rise for North Oldham 
really reminds me of a former Louisville commitment. If the name Zen Mikulski rings a bell, um, was a former member of the 2021 class, played across the uh, bridge over in Indiana. I believe it was Floyd Central, if I'm not mistaken. Ranked pretty low throughout his junior season, and his stock really rose as he had a very good junior year. He added more weight, performed well. Actually, I'm not sure if he was really performing at all in camp settings because this was in 2020 when he committed, but um, performed well on the field in the high school ranks. And his stock continually rose to the point to where during his senior year, he rose up to a borderline four-star level prospect, got some major interest, unfortunately ended up flipping his commitment over to Ohio State. But some of the same concerns that I heard about Mikowski sort of are the same that I'm hearing about Anthony. Anthony uh, listed at 6'5", 266 pounds, and it goes without saying that he's going to have to add more weight at the collegiate ranks. But when you hear that he was about 40 pounds lighter before his junior season, had a very good junior year, um, where he played mostly as a tackle, showed solid use of hands, solid footwork, moved very well for his size, now something to monitor. Will he continually move that way when he continues to add weight? But obviously there's the commitment to adding that strength and muscle Played both ways for the Mustangs, offensive line, defensive line, probably projects more so as a tackle because of his 79-inch wingspan, which is pretty solid. Um, But on film, on the field, he looks pretty solid in the trenches. Like I said, solid use of hands, uses it for leverage, um, solid footwork as well. One thing you have to always take into consideration is the competitive levels of the state of Kentucky. Now, um, it really varies depending on the area that you're playing in, the classification that your team is playing in. But I I think that North Oldham plays in a classification that's pretty decently respectable talent. Now, that doesn't really – that's not really true for the entirety of the state, but for certain areas, it's – they're pretty solid levels of competition. That's always sort of the thing that you have to focus on as well. Just how good is the level of competition in the area for every, unfortunately for every um, highly ranked player in the state, or even a college recruit in the state, you have to factor in competition into the mix, but I'm okay with this commitment. Number one, because offensive line recruiting can be pretty tricky. It's all about projection Some of the lowest-rated players end up being very, very good at the college ranks, even very good in the NFL. Now, that's not always the case because as much as we want to say, well, there are plenty of diamond-in-the-rough type players, and although that is true, there is a pretty good direct correlation between rankings and how good players are at um, the high school level or how good players are at the college level. Sorry. Needless to say, the top programs in the country don't get to where they are by getting diamond in the rough players. They recruit the best players across the country. Now, I'm not using that to say that this commitment isn't good or that um, Grady Anthony isn't going to be a guy that can impact this team at the Power 5 level. Um, <clears throat> I am just you know, saying for what it's worth, there is an association between 
high school ranked talent and corresponding collegiate success. So, but that's not always the case. It's all about projection. You know, Brom has been a coach that has really, really um, succeeded at going after diamond in the rough type players. And Louisville's sort of been a program that has been a spot traditionally utilizing diamond in the rough type players. So I'm all for, um, you know, taking a flyer on an in-state kid that you project to be very successful. Also, don't forget that there's a chance that he could rise into the rankings. I think when it's all said and done this time next year, I I think you're probably going to look at Grady Anthony as a top 1000 player in the class, six foot five, probably adding more weight to his frame. A good year uh, as a senior next year could do wonders for his, um, you know, rankings and his, recruiting stock, but I'm okay with this commitment. Now, some will say, if you're not going to take 25 commitments in a high school class, why are you going after so many diamond in the rough type players? It seems like last year's class was made up of pretty much lower rated guys. And I understand sort of the thought process behind this, but for the second recruit in the class, I'm okay with this. Now, if you have 15 commits and 14 or 13 or 14 of these players committed are you know either not ranked or they're lowly lowly rated three stars then you might be able to have a conversation but on January 30th um, for a player who's going into his senior season I'm not necessarily worried at the moment I would expect that he's going to pick up more offers in the spring he had a good year last year for North Oldham a team that was pretty successful so I'm interested to see how his stock rises and how he's able to fill out his frame um, as he gears up toward college. I think he's probably a player that will continually grow and develop over his first couple of years of college and as a guy that by his um, you know junior season or so can really play a good role uh, within the Cardinals' offensive line. So I like this commitment. I am keeping an eye on his recruiting stock to see when those new rankings come out, where does he land? What's his rating going to be, et cetera. So, but nonetheless, this was a solid step in the right direction when it comes to in-state recruiting. Global is revamping their efforts in the state of Kentucky. And we're going to talk about some of the names you need to know on the next segment. We're going to talk about two very highly rated guys, not from the city of Louisville. That's Austin Alexander and Jeremiah Jones. Uh, We'll talk about both of those players here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some bets. One thing that I really found fun about Super Bowl was the Super Bowl squares, where you... um, pick a couple numbers and hope that the um, quarter, the the score in those respective quarters end up being those numbers. Unfortunately, it's sort of a closed-minded way of, you know, betting. FanDuel has got you covered with so many different ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, you can also bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, etc. New customers join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. 
Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Cardinal fans. Thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The Cardinals are not only looking to recruit the city of Louisville well, they're also working to do something that really isn't traditionally done, and that is recruit the rest of the state well. It's no secret that Mark Stoops and company has recruited the majority of the state very, very, very well. The Wildcats program essentially has a lock on the majority of the state. And the harsh reality to accept is that outside of Louisville, it's predominantly a blue state. So you have to do a ton of convincing. But that's not stopping Jeff Brom and company from still, you know, kicking the tires looking to recruit some very highly rated guys. And two of the guys that I want to focus on for this episode now, whether or not it is um, you know a likely scenario in which they come to Louisville, that is to be seen because not only are you fighting off Kentucky, you're fighting off some top programs. A lot of that can be said for Austin Alexander, the number one player in the state of Kentucky, according to 24-7 Sports, has a ton of big-time offers. Um, Kentucky, Purdue, Clemson, North Carolina, Wisconsin, just to name a few. Um, Alexander had video game numbers for Cooper High School in Burlington, Kentucky this past year. Six foot three, 243 pounds. Literally listen to this stat line because it's like a road to glory stat line from the old NCAA football games. He had 81 total tackles as a defensive lineman, eight tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, one interception. 19 sacks, and then on the offensive side, 67 receptions, 1,138 yards, and 19 touchdowns. I mean, nothing else can be said other than those are video game numbers. This is where the competition level really comes into question because I'm not familiar with how the competition is around Burlington, Kentucky, around Cooper High School, but I would suspect that it is not as good as talent around Lexington and Louisville and Bowling Green to where those are sort of the um, main talent pockets for high school football. But nonetheless, those are very solid numbers to put up. He's a top 200 player, and there's a ton of Power 5 interest that is coming his way. Not only do you have to fight off Kentucky, 
but you also have to fight off some other programs like North Carolina, like um, like Clemson, Wisconsin as well. Tennessee is offered. Stanford is offered. Notre Dame, Minnesota. The list goes on and on. Um, projects more so probably, I would say, is a defensive end in college, but I suppose could transfer over to the interior if he adds a little bit more weight. But regardless, very, very solid. Um, has some um, has some ties to some very successful players throughout um, sports history. His uncle is Sean Alexander, the former um, running back for the Washington Commanders, and most notably the Seattle Seahawks played in the Super Bowl um, with the Seahawks back in, I want to say it was 2005, 2006, whichever year that comes out to be. Um, his sister plays for Liberty University, Malia Alexander, and his cousin is Derek Barnes, who um, plays linebacker, was selected by the Lions with the fourth-round pick in 2021. But the main thing for him is going to be, or the main thing for Louisville in this situation is going to be getting Alexander on campus and um, trying to work out a situation where you can get him for an official visit, whether it be in the summer, whether it be in the fall, because sort of the MO of this staff, and this goes for honestly probably every uh, collegiate program, but especially Louisville is when they get a player on campus, that means that they feel really good about their chances to get a commitment and that's going to be a main thing to focus on. So the other out-of-city player that I want to focus on is Jeremiah Jones. Uh, Jeremiah is currently ranked as a three-star, 25th best safety in the country, third best player in the state of Kentucky, according to 24-7 Sports, ranked 89th in the – or ranked 89th. <coughs> that's his recruiting ranking. But six foot four, 200 pounds, very solid size for um, a safety, which is the position that he is projected to play at the college ranks. Plays a little bit of everywhere for Murray High School. Um, This past year, he had 66 tackles, two fumble recoveries, two interceptions, five sacks. The year prior, 97 total tackles, five interceptions as a sophomore. Sort of like Austin Alexander, the um, bottom line is going to work to get Jeremiah Jones onto campus for um, an official visit. Jones, um, looking at his recruiting schools at the moment, Nebraska has offered, but outside of that, the Cardinals are the only other Power 5 interest shown at the moment. So this might bode well is that you are getting into this recruitment a little early to try to go ahead and build that relationship. I think Jeremiah Jones, when it's all said and done, is going to be a borderline four-star level prospect. Then I'm pretty intrigued to see um, you know, how he plays as a senior. But if the um, measurables are correct and he is six foot four, that would be incredible. Uh, picked up an offer from Louisville back in October. So ultimately, I'm really, really excited to see um, you know, how the out-of-city recruiting goes for Louisville and see if they can go out into the rest of the state and get a commitment from a player or a couple players that aren't from, you know, the 502 or have ties to the 502. But I think that if you're able to get one of Austin Alexander or Jeremiah Jones, it would be pretty significant in terms of in-state recruiting. But there are a couple of 
2025 um, natives of the city of Louisville that I want to talk about on the show. There are three of them in particular. Um, Isaac Souls Jr., Antonio Harris from Mayo, Cortez Stone from Central. All three are players that I feel um, Louisville has a very, very good chance at landing, and we'll talk about all three players here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a moment about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, illnesses, respiratory infections, sinusitis, you name it, this stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be more prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. We talked about three names right before the break that I think Louisville very well could prioritize in the 2025 recruiting class. Three names from the city of Louisville, Isaac Souls Jr., Antonio Harris, and Cortez Stone. We start at my alma mater, Mel High School, where Louisville has done a really good job at recruiting really since I've been born. I mean, you talk about uh, Michael Bush, uh, Doug Beaumont, Keon Wakefield, Selah Brown, Wu Spencer. The list goes on, just to name a few. Um, Isaac Souls is a 2025 offensive lineman currently ranked just inside of the top 700, according to the 24 seven sports composite, um, three-star interior offensive lineman, fifth best player in the state of Kentucky, 53rd best interior offensive lineman, six foot two, 285 pounds. Right now he says, um, according to an interview with Cardinal authority, South Carolina, NC State, Louisville are recruiting him the hardest at the moment. I think he just made a visit over to NC State. But a guy that has had no shortages of visits to Louisville, both unofficials on campus to basketball games to football games, um, it would make a ton of sense here. I think that Louisville will need to um, – I mean, you could always recruit the offensive line really well. But Souls, I think, probably would project to play the center position, which really intrigues me because at the moment, outside of uh, Pete Nigra, um, Austin Collins, maybe Vic Cutler, most of the players at the center position are either transfers or upperclassmen. So this makes a lot of sense to go after a guy like Souls because of you know the upside at center. I think that, you know, obviously, um, you know, being from Louisville's backyard makes a ton of sense. This is a program that Brom knows very well. Chris Barclay, uh, the running backs coach, is also a male Bulldog. So I think that this will be a solid opportunity here for Louisville to help their offensive line. And very interested to see how this recruitment turns out over the next couple of months. Another player from Mail is Antonio Harris, six foot, 170 pound. Uh, two-way player. His uh, multiple members of his family actually played for Louisville. Uh, Nate Harris was a linebacker for Louisville. Uh, that's his dad. And speaking of Doug Beaumont, um, Antonio is his nephew. So there is the obvious family ties to Louisville. 
This past year, he was the second leading receiver for the Bulldogs, but projects more so as a defensive back at the next level. And he essentially was a lockdown cornerback, 15 tackles, two interceptions. The reality of the situation was that a lot of offenses really didn't throw it his way because of how good he is. Um, Great athleticism, great footwork, plays basketball as well. Um, For those who don't know, I announce basketball for male. So, you know, I see the footwork. Now, obviously, it's a different type of footwork because he's playing basketball, but the athleticism is outstanding. He's extremely quick, both, um, you know, laterally and um, very, very solid in terms of being a defender as well. So, I mean, he puts that athleticism, plays larger than six foot. So I personally think that Antonio Harris could be the next big thing coming out of the city of Louisville. Um, I, I really think that um, he's a guy that can play high division one or high power five football right now. He's a three-star level player just inside the top, you know, seven fifty. but I think he's going to be a guy three-star player from the city that goes on to have a very, very, very good college career. So <clears throat> two guys that very well I could see Louisville prioritizing and pushing for their commitments very soon. I know that there's been a good amount of traction in terms of crystal balls between um, Harris and Louisville. And I would really like to see Louisville prioritize these two players. And it's not just, you know, obviously my ties to Mel being an alum, but Another player from the city is Cortez Stone from Central High School, uh, ranked in just inside the top 700, sixth best player in the state of Kentucky, five foot 10, 170 pounds, has been a multiple year starter for the Yellow Jackets out of the backfield this past year, just under 1,900 yards and 23 total touchdowns, which very, very fantastic. It is um, an offensive scheme that utilizes rushing the football. But even though opposing defenses know exactly what Central is going to do, Cortez Stone is a guy that is really, really tough to bring down. And um, you talk about what could um, the running backs room look like in the future. You have Don Cheney Jr., Penny Boone are likely going to be gone. Maurice Turner will be a senior if he stays. Kiwan Brown will be a redshirt sophomore. You have some other players, and Stone could be a guy that could um, rise into the mix at some point. You look at the rest of the recruiting uh, interests. You have some interest from Purdue, but not an offer. Louisville at the moment is currently his only fi- his only Power Five offer at the moment, according to twenty four seven Sports but could see that list growing throughout the spring as he makes some spring visits, participates in camp. That applies to all three of the in-city recruits. And those guys aren't the only um, players to focus on for the 2025 class as it relates to in-state recruiting. Don't take this episode as saying that those are the only five guys to focus on. A couple other players that I'm interested to see – you have <clears throat> some guys from the or from Kentucky's backyard, Javion Campbell from Western Hills, uh, Avion Chenault from um, Frederick Douglass, Buddy Collins from Georgetown. Connor Hodge is ranked outside of the top 700. He's currently 
committed to Eastern Carolina or East Carolina, but at least Louisville is keeping tabs on him at the moment. There's Brock Driver from Boyle County in Danville. That's a pretty um, blue area, along with uh, Montaven Quisenberry. And then you have uh, Martellus Carter Jr. from Paducah, which is a traditional blue area as well. So at this point, I'm interested to see how Louisville is going to um, you know, approach in-state recruiting. It's obvious that they're revamping their efforts in the 502, in the surrounding areas, not only Kentucky, but Indiana, Ohio, uh, Tennessee. Jeff Brom stated that, you know, if you're in a five-hour radius, you know, you're not off limits in terms of recruiting. So I think he's going to practice what he's been preaching. We've seen local recruiting already start to get better since he joined, but I think we're really going to see the effects of that in the 2025 recruiting class. So something to focus on, but um, just a heads up for future content on tomorrow's episode of the show, we're going to talk about the top three uh, positions of need in 2025 high school recruiting class as we conclude the remainder of the month. That will be the final episode of the month airing tomorrow. Um, And then we'll start February discussing spring visits that are being planned, um, basketball talk as we head into the final full month of the basketball season, etc. So that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here.